This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. I'm Robbie Greenfield and alongside me is Chris McCarty and Sona Rapani. Working our way through the years, we'll highlight world events, cultural achievements and the stories that have been forgotten. Back in 1981, Dubai, believe it or not, staged a Grand Prix with a difference. And it featured the biggest names in motorsport. Now, we know the UAE got its first official F1 race in 2009 with the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, but this was an extraordinary event and it was a surreal precursor. Take a listen. We're here along with eight former Grand Prix world champions and they top-class world racing drivers for what has been billed as the biggest motor racing event ever to hit the Arabian Gulf, the Dubai Grand Prix. The Dubai Grand Prix of 1981. Was this a standalone event that took place? It was a standalone event. It's got an amazing backstory. And people who were there were just treated to this surreal spectacle on the Deira Corniche. Um, The Hyatt Regency Hotel, which had been completed, one of the first hotels to be completed in Dubai, it stood alone like a beacon. And this 2.6-kilometre loop that is now log-jam traffic, you'd never get a racing car on there now. It's been log-jam traffic for the last 20-odd years. It was this immaculate racetrack in the middle of the dusty desert with the, the Hyatt Regency Hotel just sitting there like a little beacon back in 1981, and they got the great and the good of motor racing. This was an event which Nigel Mansell took part in, which Sterling Moss took part in, which Dan Gurney came to race in. A 70-year-old one Manuel Fangio had to be rushed to a nearby hospital with a suspected heart attack after a crash sustained in this race. He was fine, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, it was an incident and event-packed race. And actually, there's some footage on uh, YouTube of the Dubai Grand Prix, which was one of, really, one of the first, aside from the Emirates Airlines Rugby Sevens, which launched way back in, what, 1971? Well, it its 50th year anniversary in 2019. Last year should have been 51, so quick maths and all of that. 20, 1979? 1979. No, no, no. 1969. 1971. No, it was it, it predates the UAE by a year, isn't it? 1969. It would have been then, right? 51 years. It would have celebrated last year, but it was postponed. Yeah, I'm working backwards. But I think in terms of getting celebrity sporting stars into the UAE, I think this was a, one of the first of its kind. And it was a two-day event. It was organised as part of the country's 10-year anniversary celebrations. It featured F1 cars. It was more of an exhibition. It was a series of celebrity road car races. There was some demonstration laps in luxury vehicles. There was a duel between two supercars. And in the words of William Wallard, who covered the event for the British TV show Top Gear, he said it was a potent mixture of razzmatazz, pizzazz and racing nostalgia with a certain amount of competition thrown in. It's just so... It's such, That's a, such a beautiful description. Yeah. It was a custom-built asphalt track... Um, it was actually carved out of reclaimed land at the time when, because roads were obviously, as we told you last week, the E11 had only just been completed in Dubai. So roads were few and far between in the, in the Emirate. And the entire t- circuit took a little less than two months to construct. The Hyatt Regency there was isolated. There were desert sands surrounding it. And it was all the brainchild of a Birmingham-based entrepreneur called Martin Hone. 
And he said at the time that the estimated cost of actually organising the event and putting it together was about two million pounds sterling. This Whoa. is this is Martin Hone. I managed to find a little clip on YouTube from Martin, the Dubai Grand Prix race organiser. When we first came here, first and foremost, there were no roads to do the racing on, and then we found out there were no racing cars here or racing drivers. So the logistics that have gone into this means that we've moved something like 480 people across the world, 120 racing cars on. In, uh, on the sea in containers, by air freight, across land from France, and then going around the world linking sponsors and television uh, links of interest. So by the time we got it all here, designed the circuit, built the circuit, got it all out, it's fair to say that, yes, we've had a few traumatic moments. Love those sounds of the cars yeah. just whizzing by behind him. <laughs> it's amazing, that. It's pure, wow. pure nostalgia. This is the story. This is already my favourite feature, and you just started it. Anyone that did live through that, that was here for that, do let us genuinely know. I mean, we're going back 1981, so we're going back... Well, nearly 40, 40 years. years. In fact, we are going back 40 years, essentially. Um, so the weekend, it started with a parade, like a carnival-like parade. There was a bagpipe-playing marching band. There was a June buggy exhibition, which was organised by Alnasa Motor Club. There were milk floats carrying female dancers... Um, there were posters for the Grand Prix. They'd been plastered all around town. But apparently this was not necessary because Len Chapman, who's an Australian who runs a website, DubaiAsItUsedToBe.com, oh, he, said, he said that in 1981 the city was so tiny that word of mouth just spread instantly like wildfire. And if you put on an event like this, you could guarantee that basically everyone was going to show up. You didn't need to advertise it. You didn't need to put the posters up. Now, seven races took place over the course of Friday afternoon. There was a 10-lap, um, then there was left a, a lasting impression because Formula One world champions, four, uh, four Le Mans winners and four active F1 drivers all took part. And it was a race which involved the unmodified Citroen CX saloon cars and a track in the middle of a sandpit. It <laughs> just sounds amazing. It's such an image. You can really imagine it. Simpler times as yeah, well, right? Yeah, you can really the whole um, time imagine that. Coming out for it. 275,000 people, that's basically Chris's contact book today. I mean, <laughs> he could have gotten the word out single handedly. Uh, now, the main event. Um, it reminds me of actually uh, back in the day in the Dubai Desert Classic when Seve Ballesteros used to cut the corner of the dogleg on 18 because there were no trees there and he'd just drive it straight over the corner and he'd hit onto the green even though it was a par five because a similar tactic was employed here because John Watson, who would actually finish uh, third in the Formula One World Championship the following year, he started on pole position alongside Dan Gurney, who was a Californian who won four Grand Prix between 1959 and 1970. The field of 20 included Kiki Rosberg, Oh. Jack Brabham, Helmut Marco, uh, but it was Gurney who altered the course of the race because in a bid to improve his lap time, he started to deliberately miss the chicane and he ploughed through the sand <laughs> before re-entering the track ahead of his peers. And soon after that, everyone in the field started doing the same thing because they calculated that it was faster. And this left uh, Sterling Moss very unimpressed by the tactics that were being employed. He would ultimately say that it was fun. There was nothing serious about it. Incidentally, and this is a great quiz question, a man by the name of Bruno Giacomelli. He was an Italian who competed yeah. in 82 Formula One Grand Prix without a victory. He actually won the Dubai race. Oh, that is a good quiz question. I mean, that's an absurdly it's difficult niche. quiz question. Yeah, it's very absurd, <laughs> but I'm thinking of my tiebreakers, Robert, or my or our wipeout rounds. That's a oh, good yeah, number that's 10. A, that's a very good number 10. This was also the year that Hatter Football Club was founded. <laughs> 
they currently <laughs> ply their trade in the top division of Arabian Gulf League football. So uh, we salute them. Yeah, a little well off-script 1981 salute for Hatter. <laughs> what else happened in 1981? McDonald's introduced the McRib sandwich. Oh, that's no longer there now. No, right? I don't think so. It's been uh, ditched. It's been and gone. Yeah, the McRib. I didn't been know gone. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you some of the other... F&B trends a little bit later on. But boxing legend Muhammad Ali retired in 1981 and then literally talked a man off a ledge. What's Did you know story? this? No. So it was in Los Angeles. A despondent man threatened to jump off a high-rise building. Ali drove down to the building, talked to the man, telling him, you're my brother, I love you, and I couldn't lie to you. And he persuaded him to climb down. Wow. Muhammad Ali. You just find out little nuggets about this in- individual... It was an extraordinary person, no doubt about that. And 1981 also saw the launch of a certain music channel mm. which would usher in a whole new component to the music industry. MTV was born in 1981, but can you name the extremely apt song the channel launched with? Yeah, of course. Video killed the radio star. Yes. I mean, an awful song. <laughs> awful. I do like that little... Oh, that's very good as well, sort of. I can't stand it. <laughs> ah, it, was, it would go on to bigger and better things. Yeah, that's all right. MTV. It doesn't offend me greatly. No. But that, cha- I mean, that changed the whole face of music, mm. of course, obviously. That goes without saying. And the word internet was officially coined in 1981, although no one really had any grasp of what it meant at that, that stage. But you've got to listen to this. This is... A Cron news report from the year about a revolutionary new technological advancement. Imagine, if you will, sitting down to your morning coffee, turning on your home computer to read the day's newspaper. Well, it's not as far-fetched as it may seem. In fact, both local San Francisco papers are investing a lot of money to try and get to service just like that started. Science editor Steve Newman reports on one person already using the brand new system. Imagine reading your newspapers <laughs> online. Well, it's not as far-fetched as it may seem. Wow. Yeah. This is real. So I'm going to say 1981 is a good contender for me already. I'm liking it so it's, far. Looking, it's looking like a strong year. Well, let me bring it back a little bit oh. because the must-have back-to-school supplies included Casio wristwatch, wrist calculators, I should say, oh. pencil cases, up-to-the-knee gym socks, apparently, man, uh, manual pencil sharpeners, square metal lunch boxes, and Mead composition notebooks. You're just making it better and better. Casio yep. watches. I uh, love yeah. those. Yeah. I, sport, I mean, they were... They were definitely a, a highlight from my childhood as well. Uh, world events, what happened in the year? Well, the Space Shuttle Columbia, back in April of 1981, NASA launched the very first Space Shuttle mission. It successfully carried two astronauts, Robert Crippen and John Young, into space, space to complete the inaugural flight of the Space Shuttle program. It's a big year. Brilliant. I mean, it wasn't the moon landings, but it was solid. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, it was solid. The start of the space shuttle program was huge. It was the first London marathon in 1981. Lady Diana Spencer married Charles, Prince of Wales, and I guess this is the biggie. The Robbie DeLorean Field was born. The DeLorean car was launched. The futuristic sports car was produced on January the 21st. It was known for its gull wing design, its stainless steel body panels, and of course and it's, 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 it's soon to be presence in the Back to the Future movie of a four years later. Are DeLoreans still kicking around? No. No. You can't like find when, I mean, when did they stop? They're rust buckets or they're not. I'm sure I read an article about them whereby, yeah, they were poorly made yeah. and they, they quickly... Got rusty. So, Fell into obscurity. Yes. 
a little late now. Mm. If we want to look at some births in 1981, I mean, this isn't me that's done this, but producer Tom has popped down both himself and myself <laughs> at the top of the list. It is relevant. Let's, let's look at some others. Uh, we've got Elijah Wood. Okay. Frodo. Wood. Frodo. It's yeah. hard to think of Elijah Wood. <laughs> sure. as, it's hard to think of Elijah Wood as turning 40. I mean, yeah. I'm also struggling. We've went from Robbie Greenfield and Tom Smith to Elijah Wood. That is not vintage in 19. <laughs> All right, let me salvage it. Roger Federer. Oh, nice. Now yeah. we're talking. Now we're talking. Okay. August 10th, 1981. Britney Spears. I was born in the same year as Britney Spears. That's bananas. Is Britney Spears 40 this yeah. year? Yes. <laughs> as is Paris Hilton. Yikes. As is Justin Timberlake. Why is that yikes? That just kind of makes me feel a little old. Britney's 40. Yeah. Natalie Portman. Oh. Beyonce. Ika Casillas. <laughs> And rather randomly, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> so we started with the Z's, no offence, Elijah, and we've built our way up. So it's it's quite a vintage year for celebs turning the big four oh. Yeah, it was pretty decent. It was pretty decent. Now, what about film in nineteen eighty one? This is where I feel like the year lets itself down because the eighties, we all know, it was a cracking decade for film. And this was the pick of the bunch. We've done a feature on this. We've interviewed someone who recreated the entire thing, of course, Sonal. I don't understand downplaying this. Ah, it's well, the pick of the bunch. No, come on. This it's is the great. absolute pick of the bunch. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's the start of Indiana Jones. Yeah, no, don't get me you wrong. You guys aren't it's, enthused it's about this. brilliant. It, I, for me, it was the pick of the bunch. There were also other memorable theme songs that featured in films, such as this. Sonal's not sure which film that came from. I can't place I, it. I've got to be honest. You know where you're placing it? You're placing it Dunder Mifflin. You're, you're the US office yeah. when they make the advert for the uh, the TV commercial. Oh, yeah. That's where you're placing that. I also pop it in uh, uh, What Women Want starring Mel Gibson. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's in there I, I don't well. know much about this uh, film, Chariots of Fire, other than it features no. that song. I really don't. So mm. it, that was another kind of highlight from the world of movies. The top grossing movies of 1981, Ra Raiders of the Lost Ark, number one, Superman 2, a sequel, Ooh, Reeves, 9 yeah. to 5, Stripes and Arthur. I mean, it's not vintage, is it? Who is nine, it? Nine to five. Dudley Moores and Arthur. An American it? werewolf in London set special effects records. That was brilliant, wasn't it? That transformation that they did, it's still talked about in mm -hmm. terms of cinema history. Yes, and let's, let's have a look at some of the food trends of 1981. You've got frozen yoghurt... You've got Jello pudding pops, okay. You've got pesto on everything. Yeah. Seattle style hot dogs, sloppy joes, and tab, which was of course What's the tab? clear. It was the diet cola soft drink created and produced by oh, right. Coke. Oh, tab. Never you know, you really haven't said anything about 1981 that I haven't liked so far. Maybe except for sloppy joes. Yeah. And the fact that Britney's turning forty. Fashion uh, fashion trends in the year included high-waisted jeans, <laughs> leg warmers, ripped denim, leotards, and punk leather items. You're loving it. You I'm want. loving it. Sonal's you know, I've this. always wanted an excuse to wear, um, what, what did you say, the, the warmers? The leg, leg warmers. warmers. Leg warmers, that's it. Yeah. Gold, copper, brass, and other metals appeared on blouses and skirts. Accessories such as handbags, shoes, and belts had to sparkle. If you weren't sparkling in 1981, <laughs> just forget about it. 
And some of the heartthrobs and the fashion icons of the year included Kim Bassinger, Ooh, yes. Joan Collins, uh, Goldie Horn, Carrie mm. Fisher, and uh, who else? Diana Ross, Tanya Roberts. What about the male heartthrobs? Doesn't list any. It's a very <laughs> oh, sexist Robbie. time. <laughs> Robbie doesn't <laughs> list it. Listen, <laughs> that was, listen we're going back to 1981. We were not enlightened back then. And it wasn't really, in my opinion, a classic year for music. The best-selling album was REO Speedwagon, High Infidelity. Not an album I'm familiar with. No. And this was NME's track of the year. It was this little number. This was the track of the year in 1981. Doesn't even ring a bell. Not what are we age. listening to? Ghost Town by The Specials. Not. Can you get into vintage. it, Songe? I can imagine myself like creeping around with a trench coat in this. <laughs> okay. You yeah. know what I mean? I know what you mean. To being a little Inspector Gadget to this. <laughs> no? It's been played out on countless TV and films. That's all. That theme tune. Yeah, I'm sure it featured on Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, the Guy Ritchie yeah. movie. In the same year, Journey gave us this. Oh, they were talking. Come on. Classic. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, you're a fan? Yes. Robbie doesn't look impressed I, at all. I always think of this song as, as kind of end of Sopranos, which is obviously mid to late 2000s. Um, so it's hard to sort of... It's hard to, because the song is so synonymously linked with the Sopranos, I place it much later on in the kind of timeline of music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. So that's and Journey. Sonal is just mouthing the words. and it looks so Sonal's weird. really getting into this. <laughs> Sonal's, uh, Sonal's about to give 1981 this, 10 out of 10. This song reminds me of Glee. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I remember it. Never did watch it. And the drum beat to end all drum beats, the drop... Over three minutes into this hit song, so oh, I know we're oh, going with this. And I promise you, that was the absolute pick of the bunch. What I've just <laughs> I could there was a lot of dross in there. You know, I'm sure there was, but I'm digging all of this. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, okay. Who doesn't All right. Love that? Well, even Chris has had his had his head turned by that drop. Eighty-one. No. <laughs> right. Let's let's talk about sport because you, you're gonna, this is going to be major minus points for you on this, Chris. For a start, Liverpool won the European yeah. Cup. They beat Real Madrid one nil. Yeah. Uh, you were telling me who won the UEFA Cup. I didn't actually put, put this down. It's Bobby town. Robson. Uh, Nelson Piquet won the Formula One Drivers' Championship by a single point. It was one of the smallest margin wins ever. Alain Prost had the same number of wins as Piquet, three. They both won three Grand Prix, but Piquet was just that tiny bit more consistent, so he ended up edging him out by a point. In golf, Tom Watson won the Masters for his fifth major. Larry Nelson won his first major championship in the PGA Championship. And in tennis... John McEnroe got yeah. his revenge over Bjorn Borg in a classic Wimbledon final. And then he went on to win the US that year as well, if memory serves. I think it was Navratilova who won the Wimbledon uh, title for the women. So it wasn't vintage for sport. There was obviously no European championships. There was no World Cup. There was no Olympics. So, you know, um, it, it's, not, it's not a vintage uh, no, sporting year. Certainly not from a sporting standpoint. And when you're telling me Liverpool won the European Cup, uh-uh. So... Okay, can I just say, as you present everything with 1981, I feel like this bias 
towards it, kind of like you're underselling it, but then everything you've presented has been kind of awesome. Well, I'd love so, it to do well because obviously, you know, it's, it's a great year. It's a great year. <laughs> for you and your birth, <laughs> It's a fantastic yes. year for me. Yeah, but what are you not liking about 1981? Because I've loved everything you've um, said so far. Look, I think uh, when it comes to pop culture, there'll definitely be stronger years for music, for film and for sport. Yes. There will definitely be stronger years. There wasn't anything seismic that happened as a world event. Uh, and Isn't that kind of nice? Wouldn't you, Robbie, yeah. say actually the fact that there wasn't a big event is an indicator of it being kind of more peaceful better. time? Yeah, I agree. It's far better than what you initially set out saying yeah. okay. one was. I was trying to manage expectations in fairness. So okay, well it's Get it's time. From me. It's no, no. Sorry, no, come on, come no, on, come on. Have, have, be a bit more judicious, please. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Come on, look, it's so nice. how on earth? Where do you go? Here. Where do you, if you give this a nine? Where do you go for a year that really blows your socks off? Listen, this blew my socks off. Ah, fair. We'll give it to you. Yeah. If, if it really did. Well, I'm bringing the average. The birth down. of the internet. It wasn't the birth of the internet. It was the, the birth Dubai of the, the word Grand internet. Prix. <laughs> yeah. What else? Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. the lost journey. And yeah. Phil Collins. Guys, can we have some scores, tonight? please? Please, can you rank the year? Four zero zero one. Because it can't get a nine. Because then we've got nowhere it? to go with the feature. We've got, we've got um, average. Go on, bring it down, Chris. I'm honestly, I'm looking at a be honest. solid five point five six. Five point five six. And I would have given it a five point five six, but because I was born that year, it gets an extra point. <laughs> seven. So it gets up to a seven. Yeah. Okay. I've so been... let's average it out. Let's rent it out. Let's say to an eight. No, no. 16, and I, my five and a half is 21. That takes it down to about a seven. Five for 1980, seven for 1981, and let's see what 1982 has to offer. Off Scripts Time Capsule. Rating and ranking the years that have shaped us. Thank you for listening to The Time Capsule. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate it, and please do, if you've got a moment, give us a review. This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 disc is a Dubai Eye 103.8 Subscribe today. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today.